0: job everybody. Today is our last Sunday in uh, our series Wisdom That Works, our study through uh, looking at uh, some of the themes in the book of Proverbs. Next Sunday, next Sunday, you don't want to miss it, if you're in the area, uh, Pastor Jason Lowen and the teens uh, they will be um, they will be bringing some exciting stuff I started to say they're going to rock the stage but that will keep some of you away so no, they're just, it's going it's to be good powerful uh, a report from Colorado what the Lord's doing what the Lord has in mind so again, that's next Sunday uh, Pastor Jason and the teens will be kind of taking over um, the service and uh, you don't want to miss that Uh, Pastor Bob already said September 8th is the ministry fair showcasing all the ministries here at Walloon. Uh, And then on September 15th, some of you are wondering, well, if this is last in Proverbs, what happens after that? Um, We're going to start on the 15th a brand new series entitled Go. Go. And you're going to hear that word a lot, Go. And it's a study in the book of Acts. And we're going to... Start in the book of Acts, and we're going to work all the way through the book of Acts during the school year. So we'll take a break uh, when we celebrate Christmas and uh, the Lord's coming to earth, Uh, but then we'll get back into it through the school year, and we're just going to cover the entire book of Acts, uh, and it should be uh, pretty interesting. Also on the 15th, also on the 15th, when we start our new series Small groups start, we'll also start uh, the classic hymn worship in the multi-purpose room at nine. We're still looking for a song leader or two. So, uh, Travi, if you're hiding uh, uh, that that talent under your bushel, you need to let me know, okay? So I'm looking around, Larry. If you have the ability to lead some songs uh, uh, in hymn format, we also could use another accompanist or two. Uh, So that's all happening. Turn with me one last time to proverbs chapter four and here's here's kinda the key verse for today proverbs 4 23 above all else above everything else guard your heart guard your heart for everything you do flows from it above everything else most important thing guard your heart Um, and uh, we're gonna look at verses four to six And read those, and we're going to skip down and read verses 20 through 23. Jay's going to put it up here on the wall. Let's stand together. Let's read from Acts one final time together. Ready? Wisdom that works, one last time. Verse 4 through verse 6, then slide down to verse 20. Then he taught me, and he said to me, Take hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commandments and you will live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you uh, again for giving us a book devoted to your wisdom, your instruction. And Lord, my prayer is that we wouldn't have just spent eight weeks talking about wisdom, my prayer is that uh, lots of your wisdom will have uh, slowly taken root in our hearts and our minds. Lord, I I pray that we'll continue to fight to get wisdom on our hard drives. Lord, continue to tattoo uh, your instruction uh, on our minds and every part uh, of uh, our wills. Lord, show us today how to guard our hearts May your spirit and your word speak loud and clear this morning in your church. And all the church at Walloon said with enthusiasm, You did good. You may be seated. (laughs) Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Verse 23. Um, our hearts are who we are on the inside. Our, our hearts are what contains our deepest feelings, our deepest attitudes, our motives. In our hearts re- reside our core values, our core convictions, our ideas. It's who we really are on the inside. That's the idea Biblically. I could take an hour and show you. But, but basically, who you are on the inside, that's your heart from a biblical perspective. Now, here's what's interesting. 1 Samuel 16, 7 tells us man looks at the outward appearance. We tend to be mostly focused on the outward package, don't we? We're looking at people and what's the package like? But God looks at what? God's focused on our hearts. Matthew 12, 33 to 34, um, says, Out of the overflow of our heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of our heart, our mouths spew words. And one more verse, Jeremiah 17, 9 the heart is deceitful above all things Isn't this interesting our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it <laughs> who can know what's really going on down deep okay. so here's kind of the summary god cares most about your heart and mine he cares about the inward stuff we tend to get all focused on the outward package how am i looking in the mirror what do people think of me God says, "I really care what's going on, on the inside." Secondly, uh, the most accurate gauge on what's going on in your heart is to start paying attention to what's coming out of your mouth. You want to really know how, how your heart's doing? Start listening to yourself. Give pre- people around you permission to notice your words. How are my words? Okay? Good words equal a good heart sarcastic, angry, envious, ugly, impatient words. What's that say about your heart? Not so good. <laughs> not good. Okay? And thirdly, from Jeremiah, we learned that uh, we can fool other people regarding our hearts. And here's what's really interesting and perhaps for me most frightening. We can even fool ourselves. If we're not interested, we can even start believing our own baloney. You understand what I'm saying? We we can even start believing our own lies and and the garbage that we want to think about ourselves but we can even fool ourselves and deceive others and I can even deceive myself. And uh, we can hide a lot of stuff behind our fallen, sinful, selfish hearts. Apart from Christ our hearts are fallen, sinful, and selfish. So go back to verse 23. How do we guard our hearts then? How do I keep my heart from danger? How uh, can we keep our hearts from deceit and wickedness? And how do I keep my heart pleasing in the sight of Jesus? Okay? So uh, those are the questions, and we're going to try to answer them in about... uh, uh, let's see, 20 minutes. Okay? So you better pray that uh, I can talk fast and you can listen even faster. Okay, So here we go. Uh, h- how on earth do we get a, a hold of these hearts and guard them and keep them from danger and make them pleasing to Jesus Christ? Okay? Here's, here's the key thought. Are you ready? If you're taking notes, here we go. The most important and most effective thing to do when it comes to guarding your heart is you better pay attention to what you're putting into your heart. And I'll show you what I mean by that in just a minute. You better pay really close attention to what you're putting into your heart because that's how we guard our hearts. That's how we protect our hearts and guard them from deceit and wickedness. Go back to verse 4, Proverbs chapter 4. Uh, It says this, Then he taught me, the, the teacher of wisdom... And he said to me, take hold of my words with all of your what? Hmm. Keep my commands and you will live. Verse 5, get wisdom, get understanding. Don't forget my words or turn away from them, verse 6. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she'll watch over you. So uh, what's the key? Let's just look back. Verse 4, grab a hold of wisdom, grab a hold of God's word, because that's where wisdom resides, and grab it and hold it with all of your heart. Verse 5, chase after wisdom and understanding, okay? And you're going to run after it, and you're going to do your best to hold on to it, And verse 5, once you grab a hold of it, I'm not willing to live without it. You tracking? I'm not willing to live without God's wisdom, God's instruction. And verse 6, God's wisdom found in God's word, it really has some good benefits. Look at verse 6. It says, it will protect and it will watch over your life. It will watch over your marriage. It will watch over your family. It will watch over everywhere you go, your life. That's what God's wisdom, his word, his instruction promises. You ready? But it says we have to be working at listening to God's word and God's instruction. It says we have to make it a priority to get into God's instruction. God's wisdom, God's word. We're going to have to take time daily to dig into God's wisdom, God's instruction, God's word. To guard the teachings of God's word, the Bible, and the heart that holds on to God's word is the essence of what it means to guard your heart. Tracking? That's that's really what it's all about. God's wisdom protects and watches over us, and guards us. And that's what it means, guarding our heart. It's like protecting a treasure. I am not going to abandon or lose sight of this treasure above everything else. I'm gonna protect the most important thing. And that is my heart. And, and, and how do you do that? Wise people guard their hearts, not just by keeping bad stuff out, but by putting the right stuff in. I'm going to say that again, okay? Because usually, in churches, we're all about keep the bad stuff out. And that's true, but more importantly, listen, more important than keeping the bad stuff out is putting the good stuff in. Because if you keep the good stuff in, that by itself will help keep the bad stuff out. That's pretty deep, right? Uh Huh? But but you got to be focusing on putting the good stuff in, because the good stuff in is what keeps, ultimately, the bad stuff out. And the good stuff you put in your heart is God's wisdom, His instruction, His Word. That's what it's all about. And and it says it's not just a good thing to do. He says this is your life at stake. Look at verse 4. I just want to show you four times he says it over and over. Take hold of my words with all your heart and you will live. This is about living. Verse 10. Accept what I say and the years of your life will be many. Verse 13. Guard it well. What's he talking about? Guard the wisdom and the instruction. Guard it well for it is your... What is it? Your life. Verse 22. Slide down. For they... God's teaching, God's wisdom, our life to those who find them. I find this interesting. He doesn't say, live by these instructions. That's normally how we talk, right? Live by these instructions. Instead, he says here, these instructions are your life. That's different, isn't it? It's not live by these instructions. No, if you want life... These instructions contain life. This book, this book of wisdom is life. It's the essence of what it is to have real life. That's much more important. So we guard God's word and God's wisdom in our hearts because we're guarding our very lives. Our very life is at stake. Life is a gift that can either flourish and be fruitful and be effective and make a difference, or life is a gift that can be lost. Have you noticed that? Life is pretty fragile. And, and it doesn't take much getting off course, and pretty soon our life is vandalized and broken and robbed. Here's how uh, Paul Coptic said it in his book, uh, Commentary on Proverbs. In the fragile ecosystem of human life we must work and protect and guard our lives from being polluted and destroyed. Isn't that good? In the fragile ecosystem of human life, we must work and protect and guard our lives from being polluted and destroyed. You know what God's amazing gift is to us? He says, I'm going to give you my wisdom. And in giving you my wisdom, I'm giving you life. But now you're going to have to work at it. And you're going to have to guard it because it's easily lost and wrecked. And and I just want to pause for a moment. How many members of of our own body here at Walloon can you think right now? Friends, family? Maybe people who used to sit near you their, their lives, their marriages, their families, their reputation, polluted and destroyed. Well, what happened? What happened? And you know what we usually do? We, we usually are pointing at, well, this ugly culprit did it. Uh, the problem is we have the pollution of pornography. That's the issue here. Uh, and that's why they, they went south. Or it's because of the poison of prescription drugs that is the issue. Or it's the damage of rampant divorce in our country. That's why this is happening. Or the record, the recklessness of the record industry. Or here's one we like to to talk about, Peter. Uh, The problem is the foolishness in Washington, D.C. and Lansing. That's the issue. That's what we're struggling with today. Or we, we, we just keep pointing, oh, it's alcohol, that's the issue, or it's abortion, or Hollywood, that's our issue, right? It's Hollywood, it's the internet, we didn't have these problems before we had the internet, or I hear this one all the time, everything goes back. The reason we're struggling, it's Obamacare, everything's Obamacare. Point, 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 point. Y- you know what God's word is saying here? No, the way, listen closely. The means that we've been given to guard our hearts is first and foremost, catch this, by getting God's good wisdom on the hard drives of our hearts and minds. And then fighting in the power of the Spirit to keep God's word daily on our hearts and our minds. That's where wisdom in life comes from. So we're pointing, pointing, and we're forgetting, no, no, no. We've been given the truth. We've been given instruction and wisdom. Now put it in and keep it there. Are you tracking? That's the answer. And we're blaming and we're pointing. and No, no. We've been given all the resources, all the power, all the means that we'll ever need. Do you understand that's why we had our summer challenge? That's why I kept bugging you and nudging you and prompting you and... And being a pain at times, I understand that. I was trying to goad you into every day digging in. Because that's really the answer. Every day digging in. Lord, get your word and your wisdom and your instruction in my mind, in my heart. So, so now it's just there and I'm ready to live it out. As we close our final session in Proverbs, I kind of want to circle back very first Sunday in Proverbs, we found that the key to Proverbs is this. You ready? The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. You remember that? So I kind of want to circle back to that because it kind of comes full circle here. The beginning of wisdom, if you really want wisdom, it's all about learning to fear the Lord. And we said that the fear of the Lord is this at core. Give me your eyes. Jesus, all areas of my life belong to you. Jesus, every area of my life is yours. And whatever the, whatever the question you might ask of me, whatever you, the answer is yes. I don't even know what the question is. I don't even know what you want. But the answer is yes. That's the fear of the Lord. It's saying, Lord, I... Fear most living a life without you. I fear more than anything else in the world, my life lived without you front and center. That's the fear of the Lord. And it says here, We guard our hearts above all else. We guard our hearts above all else when Jesus and his word are daily there to protect and guard and bless and shine bright for him. You tracking? That's what the fear of the Lord's all... It's all about Jesus and his word. And, and Lord, by your strength, I'm going to fight like crazy to keep your word on my heart. And then I'm going to put it to practice in the power of your spirit. Good wisdom. Wisdom that works. Now the question is, will we do it? Okay. He's he's given us all the tools, all the supplies, all the power. Now it's up to us. Will you do it? Will you put it into practice? And that's up to us. Let's pray. Lord, uh, help us in your church today to get motivated and energized enough that we might be willing to guard our hearts. It's not a passive thing, Lord. Lord. It, it's active. It requires effort and prioritizing you and your book daily in our everyday lives. So, Lord, my prayer as we close is that uh, each of us here would be willing to do whatever it takes to allow your word and your wisdom and your instruction to take root in our hearts and minds. Whatever it takes whatever it takes, Lord. Thank you for the privilege we've had to spend the summer in the book of Proverbs, digging into wisdom that works. And right now, Lord, as we close, I would invite each of us, Lord, to just ask you, is there anything that's preventing me from guarding my heart? Anything preventing me from digging in, from studying, from concentrating and making daily the effort to get your wisdom and your instruction on the hard drive of my life. Would, would you make that clear, Lord? We're listening. Speak. Anybody say enough of the finger-pointing, enough of the blaming? Lord, we recognize today that you've given me all the power, all the resources, all the wisdom, all the instruction that I need to live a victorious life. Lord, you've made it available. doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But, Lord, with your wisdom and your instruction and the power of your Spirit... We have all we need from you to live a blessed, Jesus-honoring life. And, Lord, whatever excuse I've been using, count me in. Count me in. Whatever you want from me, the answer is yes. Lord, the most important priority of my life is putting your son Jesus front and center in my life. Last Sunday, Wisdom That Works... How many of you say, Jesus, count me in. Count me in. I'm there. I'm with you. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I'm there. Anybody else? Anybody in the balcony or not, out, not up to the challenge? Anybody in the balcony? That's me. Yeah. Others? Yep. Yeah. Lord, thank you again. Thank you for this summer of challenge. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in my heart, in my life, in speaking and prompting and nudging me. And, Lord, I I pray that this uh, challenge wouldn't end today, but that it would go on in the months and the years ahead. And now, Lord, as we receive the benevolent offering, I ask that uh, especially for those who are struggling and in need, Lord, I I pray that these gifts that we're about to give now would bring encouragement and hope. And, Lord, I'm asking that you'll meet needs and, and do powerful stuff even as we help those who, uh, who are uh, in need even right now. And we pray all of these things in the name of your Son, Jesus. Come on down, ushers. Amen.